0: This is Rev Thoughts, snackable conversations between Tim Thompson and myself, Joel Pilger, discussing what it really takes to run a thriving creative business.
1: Okay, Joel, we're obviously asking a lot of big questions right now about the economy. Costs are going up, uh, revenue is staying static, and production companies are dealing with new issues and forecasting their finances. Maybe it's important for us, you and I, to discuss a couple of quick points of how to deal with an economic downturn.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I've been having this conversation because, you know, I think you and I are maybe on the vanguard of just raising this red flag called, hey, it seems like things are starting to cool down, slow down. What, what do we do about that? And some owners were asking me, well, maybe they, what they were doing was really responding. And they were saying, well, if things start to slow down, I'll just make a bunch more sales calls. And. Bring in more sales.
1: Yeah. Now, right. That first thing that, we think that, of is <laughs> if I'm not going to have money, more money helps. I'm going to make more sales calls.
0: Yeah. And, and it's not the worst thought in the world. But my caution to people was um, based on something that um, an owner said to me, one of my clients quipped the other day. He said, you know, the time to start going and looking for a job is not when the rent is due. And the point that he was making, which I thought was really great, was this is something you pointed out in one of our briefings was you said, you know, I'm so glad you, here you're speaking to an owner, you said, I'm so glad you've done the hard work of your positioning and your marketing because they're ready to sell, right? They have that great positioning, they're really unique voice, they stand out, they're really interesting, they create curiosity. But also, they are regularly speaking their expertise into the universe to a bunch of qualified buyers. So guess what? When the time comes for them to like start making sales, they're ready, right? The raw material, the raw material is
1: there. It's like the fertilizer and the seed. You spread it out, it's prepared to grow and then the rain falls and then the opportunity shows up. Yeah, like if
0: you're hungry, you don't walk out into a field and start throwing seed. Like it's too late. (laughs) You're you're not going to eat that night. Now, the other side of this coin, right now, this is your sweet spot because I would say in a downturn, there's always this thing called, well, if the jobs slow down and the money slow down and the budgets slow down, payments slow down, I'll just cut my costs. And I would say, well, that's easier said than done, right? Because it's not something you just simply overnight say, I'm going to cut my costs. That can make a big impact on the culture of your company, right? If you have to let people go, you can't just cut people's salaries. That's generally frowned upon. (laughs) So you tell me, if the other side of this coin is managing production, what does that look like?
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. And when you're looking at cost to cut, I like to look at the high expense items and high flexible items. So it's usually it comes down to production expenses or cost of goods sold or where you're going to find that high percentage. And the reason it's flexible is, on a project by project basis or on more specifically a need by need basis, you're bringing on that talent and working with it. Um, so some discernment you can have when cutting back those production costs can just be, are you utilizing all the talent that you already are paying for? Is your staff right the right size? Do you have the right talent on staff? Or are you supplementing your staff with freelancers way too often? And don't be afraid of that question. Because if they if you find out the answer and it needs to be fixed, it's better to fix it now than than later. Um, but also to have a system in place that can proactively look at future costs, um, so that that future cost remaining element of your projects and ask the question: Do we need to spend all this money to get the project done? Um, gives you the greatest flexibility of decisions that you haven't yet made, but you can start making them and. Uh, capture more margin when the project delivers. So in an economic downturn, trying to be in a cash position, this is not the right moment to be overspending on a project. This is the right moment to making sure you're hitting the target, delivering what the client needs, and, and spending the right amount of money to get that project done and hold, hold the rest back for yourself so you can get through this downturn. And there's a phrase
0: you've used many times that I really like. When you're telling the, the owner, you don't have to give so much money back to the client. And I think of that as an interesting way of putting it because you're right. Like when, remember the, the owner we were talking to and, and they, of all the projects they had in house, they were giving back 80 and 90% of the money back to the client in the form of production costs, right? Labor and, and other resources. And when you start thinking about, no, no, it's sometimes it's okay for, especially for a season to give back 60%, 50%, 40%. It's okay, there's enormous subjectivity in the deliverables. This is what the creatives are great at, producers are great at, this is the problem to solve. But if you have to do it in a deliberate and proactive way, I think is the point you're making. Have a system by which you do that, which is the splits and having a, a roll-up where you're seeing all of those jobs and how they're actualizing and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, right. And it's uh, this puts our perfect mechanism to do it. Because if you are saying, I want to cut back 5%, you better know where you are currently delivering. So you know what 5% less looks like, Um, because you can want to do that. But to be able to control that uh, with you and your team and the cost that you have, it's important to be able to put those numbers out in front of you and do that math, keep it accurate, be proactive with your production team and get those projects done. Um, It's truly some of my favorite stuff in working through problem solving with clients is giving them the decisions in front of them, allowing them the opportunity to see uh, what choices people are making, um, look at the opportunities to make different choices, and then understand the results that you want to achieve and go after that. Um, And what you're saying really with the sales and marketing part of that is, you know, start speaking into your future, lay that seed down so you have something to eat into the future. It's, uh, that future projecting is a big necessity to keep yourself strong and confident and choosing the right clients and the right projects. But also when those projects come in, it's, that's, that's your opportunity as well to make sure your business is viable, keeping um, the machine going, keeping true to the promises you're making to your clients and to your staff to yourself um, and then making those hard decisions and following through with them on a project by project day by day basis so the factors method is a great opportunity to do that as well two sides of the same coin right joy that's right